one thing we haven't figured out is like back to backs because he joins us here in this first hour. Mm. They play tonight. He'll have a preview up on ESPN 1320's website. But it's like we haven't quite reacted to last night's game right. before we start, you know, right. previewing the next game. So we we, we may miss them tomorrow. But maybe we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get it's all that later in the in the show. Well, see, that's the thing though, because we don't pay Will. Will actually works. True, I know it's hard to believe. True, true, I know it's hard to believe true. given the amount of massive notes that he puts out there, particularly on game days. He does have a job, and so we try to. I, I believe Will's lunch break just wrapped up. Ah, so. We, Time it up for his, his afternoon break. That's what I used to do when I used to call in the shows. So Until well, until the end when I would just call in while I was on my shift. If we could uh, – <laughs> or you started doing a radio show while you were on your shift. That's a, that's a whole different – it's a whole different story. Um, wonder if we could convince Will's job he's become a smoker. <laughs> All of this pregnancy has got – this pregnancy stuff has got him stressed out. So he's got to take these 15-minute breaks during the hour to go out and, and have a cigarette. Yeah, we figure out. We figure out. I mean, you're big time. You could talk to the boss, man. And oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was texting Mark Jones after the call. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I didn't text Mark Jones. Jesse, you text Mark Jones? Jesse didn't check Mark Jones. That was you. It's my guy, Mark Jones. It's crazy. I haven't seen him all year. This is crazy. We're getting into. We're in January now. It's ridiculous. Is he going to be here on Saturday? He should be here on Saturday. I can't keep track of what Mark's doing. Yeah. I don't know. That man's busy. He is. I, I have busy no dude. idea. I did get us. I, I did send the email for us on Saturday, so you don't have to. You don't have to do oh, that. Thank you. I, I, I got you. Yeah, appreciate I it. Sent the email for everybody on Saturday. It's oh. Trista Crick week. Trista Crick week. Oh, and that's a um, tough sentence. Trista, Trista Crick week. Crick that's a week. that's a really tough Crick sentence. Week. Yeah. So, um, I mean, anybody want to apologize to me? Anybody want to apologize to me? Because there were jokes and Kiki and and <laughs> when I said in November, Trista, it's going to be raining out here. Anybody want to apologize to me? No, because we all know. No, first of all, you weren't talking about here. You were talking about Santa Clara. Wherever. Two, it's raining up and down the damn coast. We all know. On Saturday, Sunday, Monday, everything. I was right. No, no one's going to apologize to you because you use this as an excuse to get out of a game that none of us wanted to go to, and it just happens to be working. If 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 Santa no. Clara floods, it's your fault. Well, it, uh, you spoke a flood into existence. That. I didn't ask for all that. And I got to figure out how I'm getting to work tomorrow. Can't, don't think I'll be able to go five. I was driving down five as I left. Oh, I was thinking about that today. I heard it was, I I, yeah, I saw the. I was driving down five. Home as, studios tomorrow. <laughs> as I was going to uh, work today and nothing was on the road, but I saw on the side of me, I was like, yeah, yeah, this, I don't mm. know what's going to happen here tomorrow. Might have to take the streets all the way to Greenhaven or something like that. But that's neither did, here did, nor there. Did Jazz blow up your home studio? Does it no longer exist? No, it's there is a home studio there. Jess just doesn't want you at home anymore. No, she's, and, and she's gotten I, quite comfortable I, I with I you being think, out of I don't the house. think Ryan wants me at home either. <laughs> like she, she wants to be able to scream freely. I got not have to worry about anything. So, yeah. but it's there. I mean, you can see my. Um, oh, that's right, J Street Vibes, the hostage <laughs> corner. That's right, the hostage <laughs> the corner. Hostage yeah, it's, it's, it's a new podcast coming to our Odyssey platform. But I said that. When Tristan was on here, because it always rains the first week or so of January. Always. Okay. Always. I knew it was going to happen. Well, are you proud of yourself? They're playing for the one seed. They are playing for the one seed. I mean, we'll, I mean we'll, one seed, possibly. Definitely possibly, trying to yeah. secure the two seed. Yeah. They're, they're in the driver's seat for yeah. that. So, 
change change the dynamic at all for you for Sunday's game? Um, no, not you know. <laughs> you know what's crazy is like the two seed is dope. You're gonna be at home and all this other stuff. Damn, I I want to play the Giants. <laughs> I want to play please. the Giants. If you gave me the choice of you could play the Giants, Lions, or Packers, I want to play the Giants. You don't want to humiliate Aaron Rodgers again? I can't believe that dude might get in the playoffs. I get in. You know what, to be honest with you, as much as, as, as we kick his ass all the time, I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers again. It's it's like uh, oh yeah, it's like I the don't. Rams. You, you can't win all of them. No, it's, <laughs> like, it's point, like the Rams last year, right? Yeah. I was like. Look, yeah, we beat them seven straight, but yeah. they're gonna get one. Yeah, at some point they got the worst. You miss. It's get. crazy that you lost the one, but managed to get two more. <laughs> yeah, like you just. It's just like the what NFC like championship. Nine and one against the, them. In the the NFC championship games. ended, and you just resumed beating the Rams. <laughs> that, like, I, and it's a tough thing to brag on because you really only. It, it's hard to say you lost the only one that mattered because that's not true. You lost the one that mattered the most. Mm. Week eighteen last year mattered. Yeah, you wouldn't get it, in without that. But it mattered for you, not for them. Right. And, and that's uh, right. yeah, that's that's a tough, that's a tough flex because I was preparing like if it was Michigan Ohio State, sure <laughs> you won the little regular season game. <laughs> I'm but glad that didn't. I was. I thought, I thought it was going to happen. Yeah. Like I said, as I was checking uh, my phone on my uh, bad wireless service, mm-hmm. and that thing just kept having Ohio State up 10 with three minutes to go. I was like, they're really going to do this. I knew, Lakini, I knew they were in trouble when Ohio State went three and out. Georgia marched down the field and missed the field goal. I said they let them off the hook. Because that's all you, That's all Ryan Day and Ohio State had to do. It's like, oh, come on now. They gave a second life, and they started cooking Georgia after that. Cooking them until they weren't. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. There's a lot that happened in that. And I mean, I think it was a brilliant strategy by Georgia and Kirby Smart to take out Marvin Harrison Jr. That was, that was a brilliant strategy <sighs> to take him out. Have a penalty vicious. called. And then have it taken off the board after after review. I didn't see that. They called Herbie the trying and they took it off. to sell that he hit him with his shoulder is something that I just couldn't figure they, out. So I, I didn't. I didn't see. I just saw highlights. They they called they the called penalty the penalty. And then they took it off. They took they, they called the penalty and it was game was old. It was they, they, it, it was done. Yeah. Um. They said he led with his his shoulder and the contact to the helmet was. Incidental. Wow. Which I didn't know that that was a thing. But I'll tell you when I knew the game was over for Ohio State. Mm. No, no, no Ladillo here. Like there's, there's, there's references. <laughs> Ladillo. When, when Georgia got the ball with eight minutes, I said the story of this next possession is how long it takes them to score. They're going to score, but how quickly? Mm. One throw. Well, um, it took one pass. It's interesting you say that because it feels like. That's just the story of college football. They're going to score. That appears to be let it. Me, let me ask you a question. Cause I did not have Georgia TCU on my bingo card before the season neither started. Neither did I. Neither and good for I. TCU because I thought that was a bye week for Michigan. I, I knew TCU was going to play. I thought Michigan was going to win. But I, I knew TCU was going to come to play. I mean, oh, I thought they'd come to play. Team, I, I thought, I thought they'd lose by 10, 14. Yeah, I thought they'd come to play. Right. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, right. I didn't. I didn't. 
I didn't think Michigan had to scratch and claw to make it a game. They did. Um, The fact that there is no defense played in college football, that bothers me. So is it that there's – so one one reason that I really thought Ohio State had a chance to win was – and it's weird because I didn't think this about TCU, but I absolutely thought this about Ohio State over Georgia. So the teams hadn't played in a month. And I think that's a a bit of an equalizer at times, especially when you're an underdog. I think that's an equalizer. I also think that (laughs) could create some rusty habits on the defensive end. True, true. But, I mean, we see this all year long. Like, nobody plays – like, Georgia plays the – think about about Alabama and what we think about Alabama judging back from 10 years ago. When, When was LSU Alabama? Where they it was like six to three, yeah. yeah. Alabama, they routinely give up 30, 40 points nowadays. Do they? Yeah. Hmm. Nobody plays defense in college football, and it's infuriating for me. For me, and I love college football. Um, we'll have a, we'll talk about college football later if you want to, because there were some I other things care. about it. But no, like, do whatever you it's, want. It's it's <laughs> like that that Michigan TCU game. When you knew it was gonna end up in the fifties, I don't know. I'm old school. I, I don't. I don't really enjoy seeing that on every game. The semifinals oh. games, what they combine for, probably four hundred points. Uh, and these are the four best teams in football. No, I, I think it was over two hundred, but four hundred that'd be a <laughs> that'd be a lot. <laughs> it'd be a lot, but it was a lot of points. Um, yeah, I I can't I, I I don't have an explanation for it. Do, does it bother you? No, they don't play no defense. Mm-mm. It bothers me. No, it doesn't bother. It's me. not good football that nobody plays defense. I, okay, I, I I don't know. It doesn't bother me. Uh, Even Michigan, I, Ohio I don't State I don't was, I don't think the national title game is going to look like these two semifinals games looked. Maybe. And I and, and, that, and that's not a knock. I'm not trying to knock TCU at all in the, in the, in that comment. I don't think it's going to be a book. I think it's just going to be an entirely different type of game, I and mean, probably for a variety of reasons, nerves involved, different things like that. I just I don't think it's going to be a a, a forty two forty one or last year's 40. national championship game was like high, mid to high thirties, wasn't it? Was that Georgia again and yeah, Georgia and Alabama? Well, These guys don't defend no more, and I don't like it. Benjamin says Damien hasn't watched TCU. I, 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 knew, I knew they would beat Michigan, and they can beat Georgia. Sonny Dykes has done a phenomenal job with that program, says Benjamin on YouTube. Benjamin, you're goddamn right I'm not watching TCU. I don't give a damn about no TCU. You know, you know the, um, the – But, but Benjamin, I'm watching them now. The thing, the thing that attention. I was thinking about, you know I always think about this stuff with, with uh, Sac State. And I saw the enrollment for TCU. First of all, I've always thought, how the hell is TCU this major Division One program? Now it goes back years. Um, they were in the the not the SWAC. What was the? It was before the SEC in Arkansas and Texas Tech, whatever it was. The Big Eight. I don't. I don't know what it was, but. TCU was with those guys, left, went to the Big 12 when they left and went to the SEC. And I'm like, how is TCU this football 
program with lineage in college football. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the broadcast, 12,000 people enrollment, 12,000 enrollment. Mm. Sex State has 30,000. Mm. Like, damn. But then, and, you know, this takes years. Well, they're not, yeah, and, and I think this is what you just said. They're not new to this. No, no, yeah. it takes years. And then you look at their stadium and the yeah. facilities. I mean, the stadium holds probably 50,000 at least, 50,000, 60,000. It's been renovated or whatever, but. Yeah, it always baffles me. It's like, damn, why not Sac State? I don't know the words Texas and Christian come to mind, though. Well, there's that. Well, <laughs> Those could be two of the reasons they had why. The, the, the teams that you left. You leave your state. There we go, Mark Wong, Southwest Conference. The teams that left the oh. Southwest, the Arkansas. <laughs> they probably <Texas>. late, too. <laughs> right. Arkansas, Texas Tech, Texas A&M. They left. Well, Texas A&M went to the Big 12. But that's neither here nor there. The other group that stayed around was TCU, Baylor, SMU, and Rice. Rice was the only one who didn't really make it. But what do they all have in common? Those are those are all church schools. Like, they got money. Money, money. Just realized we have to go to break. No. I don't think we've gone to break on time one time today. No, no, this is the first time. This is the first time. It's not true. <laughs> it is. Jess, Jesse's we're we're one hour and fourteen minutes into the new year and Jesse's already had it with me, man. We'll come back. Phone lines are open for you, nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. Coach David Patrick uh is gonna join us. What a win for Sac State uh over the weekend. Uh we'll talk to him at the top of the two o'clock hour here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. D-Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. 916-909-1320. If you want to get in on the phone lines, of course, you can jump in the chatty house as well. Twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. YouTube.com slash ESPN1320. You can check us out on Facebook Live as well. If you're on Facebook, make sure you hit the thumbs up or hit the heart. Let everybody know that you love us. Um, it, one thing that's really, really bothering me about the NFL uh, today here is it's you know four twenty one Eastern Standard Time mm-hmm. is they themselves haven't addressed what happened last night. Now I understand that they've put out statements regarding um, Demar's health and so on, and, and 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 understandably that is the most important thing. And I also understand they're probably in a lose lose situation where if they come out and attempt to either defend what happened last night or clarify what happened last night. It could come across insensitive given that we don't know the status of of DeMar Hamlin right now. Mm -hmm. But their silence creates a lot of speculation. And we were just going over these tweets from Mike Silver uh, during the the commercial break. And and, and the the most notable one uh, to point out is the one where he said – I've talked to enough people involved. This is how it went down. The NFL's first impulse was to keep playing. Joe Burrow was told to warm up. That was the plan. And the players and coaches said no and walked off. That's his tweet. He's gotten into some exchanges with um, some various people uh, on, on the Twitter universe. But he did retweet this one, which I which which goes back to a, a, a earlier conversation that we were have. The options are either the NFL, a league that has historically – uh, wanted to play through anything, asked them to play, or Joe Buck just made up a story randomly on the air. Seems like a pretty obvious choice here. 
Again, Mike Silver retweeted that. Hmm. I, I, I don't know who's gone back to watch what Troy said in that moment. Probably nobody. I don't think that that's what he said. Now, I'm, I, I know you weren't watching, but your memory is far, far better than mine. But in the moment when he said it, it registered with me because it stood out. Because it was like, my first thought was, how can they play mm-hmm. in two, five minutes? Like These dudes warm up for two hours. You're telling them to go warm up for five minutes, and I'm trying to put all this together like, this doesn't compute. This mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. And uh, 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 for, for, for those that are just tuning in, I'll, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning of the show. I don't think that that's what Troy said. I think he said in these situations you have a five-minute warm-up period, which in, I guess in, in that's confusing in and of itself because you're like situations where your teammate's getting CPR on the field. Mm-hmm. No, situations where there's a delay in the game, mm-hmm. an extended delay in the game. And that's why I, I don't know what the right answer is. Roger Goodell makes $60 million a year, $50 million a year to know what the right answer is. Mm -hmm. But it feels like at this point, the NFL should probably address this themselves. Not Troy Vincent and whatever. I don't even know what manner he was speaking last night because the NFL network wasn't really on the air. Mm -hmm. They were airing like a football life. Mm -hmm. So I don't know where Troy Vincent spoke last night, but he spoke somewhere. He was like, I don't know where this five-minute thing came from, but it didn't come from us. And, you know, to the to the tweet's point, oh, wow. Yeah, could the NFL possibly be telling a lie? I know I would be shocked if I found that out. I, I feel like the NFL, specifically Roger Goodell, should address this. Coaches have, have had to go on with their normal press conferences today. Mm-hmm. I know Mike, Mike Vrabel talked. I know Mike Tomlin talked today. Although those guys have to go forward with, with their normal, you know, play of business. Roger Goodell doesn't have to give a big press conference here because you don't want to take away from 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 DeMar Hamlin's health and in, 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 in the most important part of the story. But I do think you you're at the point now where you might want to address exactly what happened last night, yeah. how it was communicated to Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor and your officiating crew, because that's the that's the other thing. You know, when you said, uh, you know, the players made the decisions to to to, to end the game. Mm-hmm. My feeling is that's 100% how it should be because, and and there might be, but to the best of my knowledge, there isn't a league representative at every single game. And when I say a league representative, I mean someone like a concierge of, 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 of Roger Goodell. Mm-hmm. So they're getting information from the people on the field, whether it's the officiating crew or 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 coaching staffs or whoever they're getting their information from what's happening there, and so the call to end that by the players or the coaches or collectively the players and the coaches that's the right call, but the NFL might want to, they might want to, it's too late to get out ahead of it. You might want to get out there and discuss what happened last night. Now let's just be let's just be completely honest. You might even want to say the right thing, <laughs> right? Like unless. You know, the officials or the coaches come out and say, no, they're lying. This is what they told us. Come out and say the right thing. Because that's – you You don't need to be saying 
anything other than the right thing right now. As we left it up to the players and the coaches, there was no demand to get back on the field or five minutes or nothing like that. And I, I, I could absolutely – I'm confident that's – when Troy Vincent spoke last night, that's what he said. Mm. Again, I'm not stalling out the NFL. I just think there's importance in – there's a million reasons to be mad at the NFL – but when you start getting mad at them for things that aren't accurate, all of this stuff gets convoluted right. and, it, and, it, and it gets it, it, it gets messy. If if there was a call from the league to get this game going, then that needs to be addressed mm-hmm. and explained. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't, it's okay to come out and say, which I think Troy Vincent said last night, we – we're in constant communication with the officials and the coaches. And I, I, I can pull up the wording of what he if, said. If Troy, so if Troy Vincent, cause I didn't see what Troy Vincent said. I didn't see it either. I read it. So um, I'll, I'll try to find this. If he came out and said that, I mean, there's not, there's not really a need for the NFL to come out and say anything else. He seems like he addressed it. I, w- I do want to take, take you just I want to take everybody down like my thought process because you probably saw it in the when we're getting ready for the show or whatever and I talked about how how the NFL handle it allegedly um at first on the surface you could understand it but then you can't understand it and what I mean by that is they looked at what was happening on the field to 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 Mr. Hamlin um, as something is like, yo, he's down, you know, maybe, you know, are we still going to play or whatever? The thought of still playing, being in their heads, is something that I'm not surprised from, number one, because, you know, it's this tens of 11, 12 billion dollar industry, and that's just kind of how they operate. Two, like, I think they continue to play and these guys continue to play on things that are extremely disturbing for me, mm-hmm. right? Like broken legs, Tua, spinal injuries. Yeah. Like the, I don't know how they come back and after the guys carted off, a lineup for the next play. Like me personally, those things are extremely disturbing. And they figure out a way to just continue to move on. So I, I'm, I'm going to be fair with if there was somebody in there that said, well, all right, well, you know, we got to keep playing. And their thought process might have been they've gone through other disturbing things. This is disturbing as well, but they've continued to play. Like I can understand that thought process. Where you can't do that is when you see the reactions of everybody on that field. Numerous Buffalo Bills in tears you see you see people upset when somebody's carted off with a broken leg or spinal injuries or you know they're you know strapped down immobilized not you know trying to make sure they don't mess up their spine or head injuries like Tua you see that you don't see the reaction from the players like last night in those situations that should have told you if there was any doubt from anybody that's a decision maker that should have been a moment where like, okay, this is this is not like a broken leg. They cannot just get past this and let's keep playing. 
And that's where it's no question the game has to stop. And that's something Ryan Clark talked about a lot last night is every player who plays, regardless of how we feel about it, uh, every player that plays knows there's a risk when they put on their helmet for the situations that you just explained, the Tua situation, the Trey Lance situation, the everyday common football injury, the every season catastrophic football injury. What happened last night doesn't fall into either one of those categories. And that's not a risk most players take or think that they're taking uh, when they go to play football. From Troy Vincent last night, uh, when asked about the five minutes uh, to warm up before coming back, I'm not sure where that came from. Frankly, there was no time period for the players to get warmed up. The only thing that we asked was that uh, referee Sean Smith communicate with both head coaches to make sure they had the proper time inside the locker room to discuss what they felt like was best. So I'm not sure where that came from. Stop the quote right there. We discussed where that came from. It came from Troy Aikman, and I don't think Troy Aikman was doing that in a malicious way. I think mm-hmm. Troy was trying to make the best of a very odd situation for him and trying his best to explain what was happening in a situation he's never been a part of, in a situation none of us uh, have ever been witness to. And and also, once again, stall out NFL day, I guess. There's no if, – if that's where it came from, there's no way to know if Troy Vincent was even listening to the broadcast. So when he says, I don't know where it came from, so he, he might – he might not have heard that and just start seeing tweets and reports and stuff like, where did this come from? And it's very likely that he didn't uh, because earlier I'm, I'm, I'm reading a, I, I'm still am very unclear about where this came from. Like if I, cause I don't think he was on and, the end of it. He had a conference call with media members. That's, what, that's where it came. What from. exactly is Troy Vincent's role again? Uh, Troy Vincent's official title is uh, he's an NFL official though, right? Like he works in the front office of the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Um, not the NFL PA. He's the That's... executive vice president of football operations. Got you, NFL PA. I think Brian Dawkins works for the NFL PA. Um, but it, it, it's, he mentions Vincent at he was in constant communication with Commissioner Roger Goodell uh, and the NFL Players Association executive director uh, Demora Smith, as well as the two head coaches. Now, that might have occurred when they went to the locker room. Mm -hmm. And he may have only been in communications with uh, Roger Goodell and perhaps Demora Smith and the officiating crew uh, prior to them leaving the field. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, we've tried to map. This is, this is, and and Troy Vincent does address a lot of the things uh, that we're talking about right now. So I guess it's 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 one thing where you have your feelings about what the NFL did, and the NFL says, "Well, actually, no, that's not what happened," and you're just saying, "No, you're lying." Right. And it, and it, and, it, and again, this is, we react in, in in an emotional state because we're emotional about what we just saw, mm-hmm. and we can react quickly. And it's one of the, you know, last night showed the great aspects of social media and it showed the, the 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 dangerous aspects of social media because you had to be careful what you were 
sharing. You had to be careful what you were liking or retweeting or because you didn't know what was true and what wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to the guy who was, who was with his management team who was like, hey, here's a little update on uh, uh, DeMar. And he, he lays out his vital signs are stable and blah, 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 blah. And then he has to get back in his thread. Yeah, like the source is me. Like, I know I don't have I'm, – I'm not Adam Schefter, mm-hmm. but I am the guy's friend. I work for him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the source. Like, yeah. I have this information. Uh, but that's what Twitter became last night. And when you, you see something and you like it and you share it, and then the people you follow, they like it and they share it, and that stuff gets out there. It's like, well, the hell with what Troy Aikman actually said. Right. Let's run with this because this seems like the perfect time to trash the NFL. Right. And I'm all for trashing the NFL. But I'd rather trash the NFL for what they did to Tua Tonga Vailoa mm-hmm. rather than something I'm not quite certain is actually true yet. Right. Right. And if it's true, <laughs> here's this this was the question running through my mind last night. And so I'm gonna ask you, and I do not expect you to have an answer to this. If the NFL did it was, it was Troy Vincent full of crap. And, and 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 Roger Goodell comes on television tonight or tomorrow or this weekend and, and says, well, our first instinct was for them to resume this game. We're not going to be able to make it up. Uh, you know, there's massive ramifications for this. We, we were just kind of following protocol. When we understood the gravity of the situation, that's when we changed course. No one's going to care about understanding the gravity of the situation. They're going to hear the first part, and they're going to go after Roger for that. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. But let's say that happens. Then what? Nothing. Nothing exactly. Nothing. That's that. That is the. That's exactly the conclusion I came to twenty times last night, because I, the, I I I I saw the mentions last night about you know the conversation we had following Tua Tonga Vailoa's uh, uh, head injury, and the things that we talked about on that day. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, even after last night, remains exactly the same. What are you, as a consumer of the NFL, going to do? The, the, the worst-case scenario crossed my mind. What if, that, what if that's what we talked about last night? Hmm. And obviously, we, we pray that it doesn't. We're not even trying to speak it. But what if that was the worst-case scenario? Mm-hmm. Then what? Well, it's already going to be rationalized as well. It wasn't a head injury. It was a freak accident. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's true. Roger wanted them to keep playing. After that, what happened to their teammate? Then what? You're going to tune into week 18 and see who gets the number one seed. This is this is the same. This is the same. This is the Colin Kaepernick stuff. Nobody strong enough. A a a a a group of people. A large enough portion of the audience. It's it's not large enough. To make an impact. I absolutely know who people people who walked away from the NFL. For a while, mm-hmm. they back. Mm-hmm. They get sucked back in. Yep. Who's walking away? Who's saying, I am no longer supporting this? Who's saying that that 26 million people that watched on Thanksgiving, that ain't going to be me and my family no more. This story... About the NFL, not about DeMar Hamlin. The story of the NFL, it doesn't have an end. There's no end. It's just going to keep going 
and keep going and keep going. It was rationalized after the Colin Kaepernick stuff. It was rationalized after the Tua Tonga-Vailoa stuff. This is already being categorized as something totally different and a freak accident, and understandably so given what we know right now. But what's going to cause change? Nothing. Nothing is going to cause change from this football league. There's two things that I think about right there. Is number one, you're 100% right, where people are still going to tune in. And I'm not even speaking holier than thou. I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm watching. Hey, we uh, could be as righteous as we want to. We didn't walk away from the league. No. We could talk about Colin Kaepernick and all of that. We didn't walk away from the league. I, I'm I'm watching. I, I I enjoy the game. I enjoy what it's supposed to be. And I end up overlooking all the negative things that come with it. I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? I'm not speaking down on anybody. But the other thing about it, and this is something that I do slash don't have control over is not only are people going to be watching, people are still going to play. Mm-hmm. And that's, yep. that's the, that's the, the thing that is never going to go away. It's starting to take a little bit of a dent because you have fathers, parents like myself who, Reese, you're not playing. Reese asked me to play flag football. Flag football. I said, we're not even going to feed that beast. Mm -hmm. Because what if you like it? And then I got to tell you once contact come around, you can't play. What if you're good at it? And I got to make the decision to say, I know you're really good at this, son, but we're not even going down that road. No, you can't play flag football. I'm not even going to feed that beast. And there's other people who feel the same way, but there's still hundreds of millions of people who are like, I'm playing football. I don't care. But this is beyond the NFL. I don't care what football does to me in high school or in college. Mm -hmm. Like the hits, the the damage to the head isn't any less in high school Mm -hmm. than it is in the NFL. And, and at that point, you're doing it just for the love of it. It's not even your job. You know what I mean? And you're practicing and, you know, you're playing games for four straight years and go to college and do all this other stuff. I think about this all the time. What if me or my son or anything like that, I let him play and he spends 10 years taking hits and then he gets to the end of the college and he's not good enough for the NFL his head might still be already be scrambled. Mm-hmm. For what? For what? Not even to reach his goal or his no, – no, no. So the two things, like you said, people are still going to watch, but people are still going to play. And that's the other reason why this will never go away because there's always going to be the players. And I'm not blaming them by no means. I'm just saying as long as people play, we're, we're going to watch. And, and and David B. Uh, points this out, um, and I, th- I think we've acknowledged this before. He said, it's y'all job, d unless you guys change careers or have a show that doesn't do the NFL. And you're absolutely right. Like, we couldn't do this show without an NFL focus. Like, you can't. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be successful. Right. Um, but I've said it before. There'll be a time where I'm, 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 I'm recycled mm-hmm. and, and the new hotness comes in here. I don't need to spend my Sundays in front of the television watching football. And, but I, and I'll also, I'll speak for myself on this one. I won't hide behind that. If I didn't have this job, I'd still watch NFL because I love the game. I love 
the competitive nature. And of that's it. where I, we're. I love to see the. I don't. That's where love we're the different. NFL. I love the game of football. I love watching it. I don't love it like I used to. Mm. It's it just it's gotten. Do you, but see that's harder to see through the. And you can't you can't separate the two right now. But do you not love the game or do you not love the NFL? I don't love the game of football mm. the way I used to. Gotcha. It, it, this this includes this. Oh, college football. This includes high school. football. It's hard to watch sometimes. I don't. Yeah, I. I. I, I, We're gonna talk to Coach David Patrick in just a few minutes. Go back to us standing on the sidelines of that Sac State game. We were down there for what ten minutes, Mm -hmm. just sitting down there. Like the play was in front of us, feet from us. We had to move, and and we just (laughs) had to jump out. I, I just, I just kept saying, "Do you hear that?" Call them pads if you want to. You hear that? Mm-hmm. It's it's when you're that close to it, it's different. It's that magnified by ten at 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 South Carolina mm-hmm. and at Tennessee and at Georgia, and it's that magnified by another ten in the National Football League. Yeah. Nah, it's I, I say it all the time. I know we're getting out of here, but I say it all the time. Football was not invented to be played with the people who play it today. Coach David Patrick joins us next here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Started on 320. Uh, Uriah Faber's Night of Champions is coming up January 13th uh, at Hard Rock Live. We've got tickets for you uh, coming up at 320. Uh, Just lock in with us. Uh, and we'll make sure we get those to you. Uh, the professor, uh, Jason Jones of The Athletic, and, of course, co-host over on uh, J Street Vibes, going to be with us coming up here uh, in the 3 o'clock hour as well. Coach David Patrick, uh, Sac State Hornets uh, men's basketball coach, going to be with My us. Uh, practice just wrapping up here uh, at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. A uh, couple of good wins uh, for Sac State uh, since the last time uh, we talked to Coach, uh, including one opening up. Uh, conference play so uh excited to talk to coach got to imagine he's going to be in a good mood unless of course they had a bad practice uh <laughs> and we'll we'll all find that out together uh phone lines are open for you 916-909-1320 i know we've been in and out on a variety of different subjects uh throughout the day the sacramento kings are back on the floor tonight to take on uh, the utah jazz for the second time in three games the thriller on friday night of course they dropped the one in memphis uh and they're back at it uh, tonight, first night of a back-to-back for the Sacramento Kings as they'll take on uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Both teams, by the way, have lost four in a row. The Utah the Jazz, Jazz and, the, and the Atlanta Hawks have lost four in a row. The Hawks situation just gets weirder by the day. Hate to see it. And by hate to see it, I mean, that yeah, well. Wasn't uh, poor Nate McMillan the reports that he was ready to retire? And then who? Uh, uh, and then somebody went after him. Somebody, not not Nate McMillan, Shams, was it, it, it? It's I don't I don't know if it's the the Hawks general manager or president or someone in the Hawks organization. <laughs> I think he called Shams a hack. <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> like wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think you can say that about him. Like his source was probably Nate McMillan. Like what are you talking about? He's a hack. But well, then then Nate that's... Nate had to come out and say I'm not looking to retire anytime right now. Anything like that would be in the off season, which means he's retiring in the off season. Oh man, 
<laughs> how long? How old guys, is Nate? Nate, poor Nate, time, is it? No, he's just sick and tired of these <laughs> these guys. Come on, man, he's sick and tired of Trey Young. I don't think Dejounte's a walk in the park either. Well, yeah, what the hell happened to Dejounte Murray? Oh, Nate McMillan's not retiring. That man's fifty eight years. No, he's old. not retiring. He's going to use that to get out of his contract, and then he'll be back in about three years. Hmm. Poor Nate McMillan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. They hope, better. I, hey, I, they I, better. I, they better beat Nate on Wednesday. I hope so. There's a. There's a. Well, little, there's a situation brewing for the Kings right now. There's a situation brewing. Business has to be handled in oh, the next ten games or don't so. Do this. Yeah. No, it, so, it does. It does. No. There's nothing wrong with saying this. There's nothing wrong with saying. I this. understand. I'm not saying go ten and zero. I'm saying handle business. Just go one and zero. We're just trying to go one and zero every day. Hell, go one and zero tonight. Want to go every day? Hell, go five hundred. Go five hundred. Five hundred on the day. <laughs> Don't go. How's 500. that work? Don't go five hundred on the day. I'm just trying to go one and zero today. <laughs> go go five hundred. I'm talking about a ten games man. I like because you know some people say nine. I'll go ten because I like even numbers like that. Yeah, ten is an even number. But you know, hey, <laughs> you know, just look, look, man. Go 500 in this little stretch, this little 10-game stretch here against – I don't think – oh, are you are, – is this the thing where you underplay it? No. Because you do not want this team to go 500 over the next no, 10 games. No, I'm dead games. serious. I don't want them to. Utah, at the very Atlanta, least, Los Angeles, at the very Houston, least, Houston. 500. I'm, I'm playing – you say don't do this. I'm just saying worst-case scenario, go 500. Give me, give me the rest of the games. I, I, know, I know those five here, teams – I just had it up just a second ago. But it's, it's – I think they're all well. Maybe the tenth game might be somebody over five hundred, but the rest of them are under five hundred. And you've got Utah, Atlanta, the Lakers, the Magic, Houston, uh-huh. Houston. Yeah. Oh, I missed Orlando. Okay, got it. Um, and, uh, except for Utah, those six games are at home. Okay. And then you've got That's tonight San Antonio. Uh huh. At the Lakers. Okay. Home OKC, and I think the tenth game I talk about is uh, Philadelphia at home. So that's the other thing we probably, I guess we don't have to address this till Friday. They just gonna keep beating the Lakers, <laughs> like, like, it, like at some point are the Lakers gonna show any pride whatsoever and beat the Kings? <laughs> that would be now if if the if the Lakers lost all the games this year, would it be six 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 and zero against the Lakers this year, including preseason? It's cool, yeah. Six, seven, and zero. So like, he's just gonna keep Man. happening, huh? Well, they got. I mean, we're they've already played two regular season games, three regular season games. They played two. They got two more left. Okay, two left. What was the? Oh, the comeback game was in Los Angeles. Yeah. Then the blowout at the Golden One Center. Saturday, the Trista Crick game, and then Wednesday, January eighteenth. Okay. At Staples. So, I mean, I'm looking at that. I, I did think about that. It's like the Lakers. Huh? I'm never going to see this damn beam. Like, I'm <laughs> never going to see it. <laughs> then I'm going to get I'm going to get Elijah go. Hicked from the from the from yeah, the arena. Well, I'm not going to be allowed Elijah back. Can't come in. I'm not going to be allowed to stay for complete games if they they lose again. Better. They better win. It, it turns know. out they like coming back in the second half <laughs> <laughs> during my drive to Roseville. I can't help but think if I had just left. Maybe my family could have enjoyed the you know enjoyed a win uh, <laughs> against Washington, but NBA I, I just... champ- championship clinching game. D'Lo, take your ass home at halftime. <laughs> that's a that's a responsibility I would gladly take. 
I would gladly. Could I could I go to the Sawyer and hang out there, or would I actually have to be on my way back to, to the house? Let's not chance it. That's, Get in that car and probably. go home. We, then you can drive back into the city afterwards. But we got to do what we got to do to get this championship. I'm sure that would be easy. <laughs> Getting into the city after clinching the championship. I'm sure that would be. Uh, but 10 be games. Easy. 10 games. I'm going to cool the Sixers game. I'm just thinking about tonight, man. I want to know. Okay. When does, I mean, when the Utah Jazz. Sure. That was a hell of a. Utah, Utah going to be coming after. Oh, after yeah. Because the, the Jazz and Lori Bird. <laughs> Jesus. Is, is going to be thinking we let one go the other night. Damn, marketing was balling. Colin Sexton is out tonight. He's I think out. he's out for like a week or so. Um, oh, him and Davion going at it. Davion had that boy on click clack a couple times. Davion's. I was well, I was rewatching something this morning about and Davion's defense leading to the Malik Monk layup. Oh, against versus uh, Denver. Yeah, Denver. Oh. When you when you have Bones oh. Island in, in a straight jacket. Oh. Goodness gracious. <laughs> that boy had that Goodness boy island gracious. in a straight jacket. Oh, so good. It was so great. Um We haven't really I I I've I've mentioned this on, on the stream. I don't mention it on, on, on the live show. We, we obviously we, we've got to talk about it. Um I just haven't had a chance to see it. it was Donovan Mitchell scored seventy one points last night. Um I, I I got caught up, you know. I, I I got caught up watching Ryan Clark and and and, and Scott Van Pelt, and then I I, I I dual screened, was listening to them, but I put the the Hawks Warriors game on, mm-hmm. and I just got I got sucked into that game, and then following you know all our friends on Twitter, uh, all of our friends in the Bay Area on Twitter made the game that much more fun. The performance Clay Thompson had. It was I, I I got wrapped up in that when I was hoping to go back and watch the the Donovan Mitchell seventy one and just didn't get around to doing it. Yeah, I went back and and, and watched uh, that game from Donovan Mitchell. It, it was impressive because I, I want to go back and watch it again just because I was doing something while I was looking at I was on the Peloton while I was watching it. So you know. I, wasn't locked in the way I wanted to. Oh, New Year, New Me. Let's yeah, go, well, shredded yeah. KC. Well. That's, I'm paying for it. I better get some damn oh, use out of it. No. Well, yeah, <laughs> better true. get some damn use out of it. Um, but Donovan Mitchell, I was looking at this thing and I was trying to figure out, like, yo, when did he like start going off? And in the first, at the end of the first half, he only had 16 points. Mm. That's what I'm telling <laughs> you. He only had 16 was at it, the end of the first half. Was it one overtime or two? One OT, as far as I could see. Thought it was one one overtime. Yeah. So okay, it's, it's, it's what we talk about. Somebody could get to one hundred. He's still somebody could do short. it, huh? He's, he's still thirty points short. No, he's but but so but sixteen points in the first half, and, ha- and now can someone do it in regulation? I mean, I don't know. Eighty-one was in regulation. Don, Donovan had Donovan had. Um, he had 40 at the end of three. <laughs> he finished with 71, 31 in overtime. He, that's a in half the fourth quarter. Boy. Goodness gracious. Jeez. I still, but even, in, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But even with Kobe and there's still 20 to 30. Like we talk about like 
Damn, Donovan had 30 in the fourth quarter and over. He'd have to get another 30. <laughs> yeah. He'd have to get another 30. Wait, Wilt, Wilt's game, J- Jacob Z is saying Wilt didn't get 100 in regulation. Is that true? No, he D- didn't regulation. No, that was, that was regulation, Jacob. Yeah. Stop spreading, spreading. We exhaustively went over this game <laughs> uh, after Luka's 60, 20, and 10 game. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if the – yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that was in overtime. That no. was that was in regulation. Ask uh, coach what he thinks. What does give me, he think it could happen? All right, 